Pastor Mai, good afternoon and welcome to Perspective on Manx Radio. I'm Dolan Mercer, here with you until two o'clock. We've heard lots over the past few days, weeks and months about Douglas Promenade. The ongoing refurbishment works are estimated to take around two years and it's thought to be the first major excavation of the capital's highway in 90 years. However, Infrastructure Minister Ray Harmer says the project is already something like eight or ten weeks behind schedule. Motorists who use the route may well have experienced delays, parking spaces have been lost or moved, and pedestrians may have struggled to cross in places with the central corridor shut for extended lengths. But those who felt perhaps the biggest impact are some of the businesses situated along the front, and members of Tinwald's Environment and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee made it their mission to find out just what effect the works have had on them. Having heard from infrastructure bosses, Chairman Rob Callister, MHK, Chris Robertshaw and Claire Betterson heard from representatives of five businesses. Nigel Fogg, Managing Director of Cunard Hotel, Kay Harvey, Central Reservations Manager at Sleepwell Hotels, Tim Bagley, General Manager of the Regency and Penta Hotels, Dennis Staunton of Paparazzi Restaurants and Adrian Brockhouse, Group Operations Director at the Sefton Group. Let's listen to what they had to say. I guess uh, the place to start is to ask each of you briefly to um, to outline some of the difficulties and challenges you faced in respect of the prom- ongoing promenade um, scheme. So I don't know if you want to start with you, Mr Fogg. I've obviously heard the um, answers that were given uh, prior to, to us sitting down and it doesn't fill me with confidence at all. Communication, as far as I'm concerned, has been zero. Uh, we heard that there was two officers uh, that were dealing with requests and visiting people. This just hasn't happened. Uh, it's been acknowledged by a meeting that I attended in Paparazzi with, I believe, Molly, um, somebody other, Dennis, I can't Mary remember. Doyle. Mary Doyle. And she acknowledged um, that I had not received any uh, letter information that the scheme had, was starting outside. Uh, my property. Um, I received no um, indication other than the um, fencing going up on the, on the morning. I, I don't want to go on too long, but the communication is, is very, very bad. I was really surprised to hear that uh, there were things in place. My concerns are primarily with um, tourism. Uh, the people that I have in, uh, I have in at the moment. Um, were shocked to arrive to a business that was now covered in fencing and, and muck. I, I raised my concern with uh, Miss Betterson. She's put most of the points forward. I think it's I think it's hugely important that uh, the tourist board are involved here with either a website or some sort of communication that I can give to my guests who are shocked and upset that, they, that I can give them a website to go to, and it will explain. Mm. further and soften the blow yeah. and I think Absolutely. in doing that as, as was mentioned as well what is the harm in, in giving them a little bit of uh, a biscuit to come back to visit us when it's done by giving them tickets to National Heritage or whatever it should be that, mm. just to encourage them to come back because they are really, the, we've got upset people mm. the TripAdvisor point was raised, booking.com 
Expedia. I've got no way of withdrawing uh, those comments. It's going to be hugely damaging to all our businesses, and unless it's uh, an incorrect statement, we cannot re we cannot take it back. The actual contract work, the the services, the emergency services were raised. On the meeting that we had on the Wednesday, the fencing went up on the Monday. We had the meeting on Wednesday with uh, Mary Doyle. She assured me that all aspects of the, the safety side were, were uh, in place. On the Thursday, the following day, I had to call emergency services to my mother for a suspected uh, stroke, and they could not get to site. There was triple parking at Jack's, which was the nearest uh, access point, and they actually parked on the crossing and rushed to the building. The situation was dealt with, but on uh, whilst coming in, I I was there and I witnessed the the confusion they had on the on the uh, radios with the control room as to what they were meant to do, where they were meant to go. It just wasn't in place at all, and comments were made on the way out that if this had been a cardiac problem, it could well have ended differently. I tried to contact Mary. No communication, no callback, no nothing. And on the Saturday, the next day, I had to call the services again, and it was the same problem. The, the lesson had not been learnt. There was no plan that was followed. For sleepwell hotels, three or four properties are in the promenade itself, so one way or the other, all of it, it will affect us. Uh, primarily, our main concern, again, is communication. Whilst, yes, there is my prom, there's this letters that has been dropped off the day before it's going to happen. It really isn't uh, enough uh, for us. We are hospitality. We need to ensure that we have time for these things to even plan ahead, or do we have to communicate with our customers um, to let them know what is happening, where is it going to be that they need to be dropped off, to be picked up, etc., etc. When are the, the fences going to go up and all of that good stuff. However, this past few weeks and months, it feels as if that we have to rely on looking outside our doors to find out when are they, the fencing are going to go up and getting ready with our own signage that we made, we, made, we had to be made ourselves to put it up just so for that day it will be ready for our customers to be you know, notified that this is the way to the hotel, etc., etc. So. Um, I've noted earlier session that there's a human link to all of us. Um, personally, I have not quite had the engagement whatsoever. And again, I do have a couple of pieces of paper that was dropped off in the reception. No certain follow-ups on that one, etc. It's literally pieces of paper to one member of staff. Essentially, if that piece of paper did not even make the right person, it will just even uh, made it uh, worse. Visited the MyProm site a few times, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people or a lot of businesses that has visited it will agree with me that a lot of those are out of date. There's no sense of timing. When is it going to finish? Who actually knows when it's going to be finished? And all of that good stuff. Essentially, for uh, us, we don't have a way to communicate it back to our customers because when they ask us, oh, you can see it's a promenade work, when is it going to finish? There's nothing there. 
to support us with, with those questions. Again, it was uh, pointed out in the earlier session, and there's just uh, things that we see on a day-to-day -day that though we were promised that there's no noisy work before 9 o'clock, and this is what we promised to our customers when they come in. The nearest example of this was last Saturday that I have been notified by our um, team that the noisy work started at quarter past seven on a Saturday morning. Our, our hotel has got 17 CV rooms in one property, however many property along the promenade just do the maths, how many people has actually been bombarded uh, with the explanation was they were putting some loading trucks with materials to take to the quarry, which closes early on a Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, so that's one. Um, in any case, there's other communications that it, it shows that the person that's supposed to be communicating information to us or helping businesses doesn't actually have any access to or any idea or have not seen the plans so she just have to wait to be told as well what to tell us so she doesn't have any access whatsoever so it's just like there's a delay and a delay so by the time it comes to us it is far far too late there are reviews again everybody will say this because they are true the amount of phone calls and emails and uh, reviews that we have received since to date and very naturally the hotels have to compensate on those because of what's happening on the promenade. Um, one last thing, um, again this is just something that we have noticed uh, and it was mentioned earlier and was questioned, it's just looking on where they are right now, it just seems to me that or seems to us it's just lack of workers on that such big areas so you will see if it's not every day it's almost every day that they will start working before nine o'clock come 10 30 there's no one there i understand that they have i've heard i've heard already by time earlier it has been confirmed that there was there is already what nine ten weeks delay and for you know this matter it doesn't feel as if there's, there's actually a, a sense of urgency to get back on track and I'm really sorry I'm, I'm sure the plans are are getting in place but this is exactly what we can see from where we are standing if they are delayed already I would have thought or every everybody would have thought that there will be more people that's actually working in there because by the looks of it it's just going to prolong the suffering it's just going to extend even further yes I think that's from us thank you thank you okay I'll strands to what I'd say. One is um, how we've got to where we are. Obviously I run the Regency and the Penta, very much right on the promenade. Um, the work started uh, in earnest, it did start a little bit in December but that didn't really have any implications but from January. Um, the Minister said when he was sat here that he had no meetings. He did have a meeting early in January because you called it Chris. I attended it uh, along with uh, the owner of the Regency and I think there's another MSK there and members of the department. And we discussed in that meeting, obviously, our major worries. We discussed that, uh, obviously, we have to be able to communicate with our guests. I have notified every single guest staying at the Regency and Penta Hotels of the Promenade situation. Some have cancelled, but I have told them where they can park, our Penta guests park in the Palace car park. 
the Regency, we needed something where they could park because at the time there was nowhere. It took six months to get the Summerland car park online, six months to an area of land that's owned by the government. We then suggested, I think at that meeting, or it might be at a further meeting that the minister didn't attend, but department uh, members did attend, and you attended as well, Chris, because you actually chaired it. We decided that uh, it was agreed that we could have parking on the walkway. That took four months to achieve. It all came online at TT when the promenade was opened up and it was like Christmas, so it wasn't of any benefit. But I assure you, it is a great benefit now and we are very appreciative. But that all took an awful long time to achieve, which I, I, I don't believe, I can't stand how it took that long. But anyway, it did. Um, I can say that running the properties on the promenade is exceptionally difficult, stressful. We have to supply hotels to get into the Penta is an absolute nightmare. We cannot allow to double park on the pavement. Obviously, we have traffic light situation at the moment. It's very, very difficult. Um, we talked. We well, sorry. It was talked at this desk here about uh, there's going to be one section which is 400 meters long. At the meeting, going back to the meeting we had in January, we did discuss about crossing points. We discussed about length of works, and all these things were discussed. And yes, there will be crossing points. And yes, we won't be working in such long sections. Yeah. That has carried on. I can visually saw something two weeks ago when the Regency was very lucky to be hosting the guests of Timmel, and you had the guests of Timmel dinner with us. And uh, obviously, a lot of your members came to join, and they parked obviously on the walkway park car, car park and took advantage of it. And I actually saw them walking down the promenade. No signposts of how you get across the road. They walk right behind the internment camp barrier, then look through the barrier of the Regency, and I could have waved to them. And that's a fact. There's a member over there who actually witnessed it. So come on. Twice. It's a joke. Let's be honest. Right? You asked here about the 400 metre section. I suspect this 400 metre section is going to be right up to the Regency. And I suspect it's going to happen September, October, November, possibly into Christmas. And if we are treated the same way that it is doing, that, that my fellow restaurateur here, Sleepwell, where it's completely blocked off for a large area, obviously that must be having huge effects on their businesses and people are taxis dropping off. People are just, I don't know, maybe they're not going to paparazzi or whatever, they're going somewhere else. People make a choice when they go to a restaurant or when they go to a hotel. It's just a night, if that is that 400 meter section then, Something really has to be thought about how it's going to be done, because it, it's it, that will be when the weather's bad. People are not going to be prepared to walk with suitcases. The restaurant people just won't come. I've waited on long enough about that. That's where we are, and that's what we have to do. We have to have better planning, better communication. We have to think of the Pacific areas. We have to deliver. The next thing is compensation. We have seriously been um, financially. Um, it, it, it's cost a lot of money. We've lost business. I've heard corporates who stay at the Regency, their, their, their parent companies on the Isle of Man have said, you should really give the Regency a miss this year because it's a nightmare to get into and out. Whether that's true or not, is uh, it isn't too bad at the moment, but it will get worse. Um, we've had meetings with Brian Johnson. Uh, he originally said that we were gonna get 20%. Douglas Corporation have now refused to give 20%, so I'm taking them to a tribunal on the well, rates rebate thing on the uh, 17th of December. Um, we've had meetings with Tim Cowsill, 
who's been out and to, to see us, but he doesn't have the firies to give any compensation. And obviously what is actually happening here uh, is, is, is a lot bigger than they envisaged. Um, I mean, there's people in this room who've had to actually physically open other businesses just to pay their rent. I mean, that is how bad it is affecting people. And I'm not over-exaggerating. Um, but the major worry, I'm okay, I'm sure the compensation or whatever, that, the words from Tim Cowsall, I think this is something the politicians are going to have to sort out. Okay, if something happens, that'll be great. But I'm not holding out any, anything for it. But I think we really need to look at where we are now and how we're going to go forward. And I think we need more crossing points. And I've heard the point about cable to cable or whatever, but something has to be thought of. And also, there's the areas at the back of the promenade, the, the entrances, which obviously is an entrance by the Regency, there's, where there's lots and lots of flats. Obviously, I've never been assured that they're not going to be covered up. I've asked several questions. Um, obviously, there's, there's flats next door to the Regency, Millennium Court, Spectrum, all the way down the promenade. That's where all those, people car, all those people's car parking spaces is. They have to have access to them. Um, and obviously all our deliveries and oil goes down the back. So there's lots of things that need to be taken into consideration. And I, I really think the whole thing needs to be looked at in a lot more serious way. I know it's a question of, it's a no-win situation. There's gonna be no winners in this. Obviously the winner at the end of it will be one lovely promenade. But I think this isn't really all down to infrastructure. I think it's, it's a national project. We've always been told that the promenade is the gateway to the Isle of Man. I think the other departments, such as Enterprise, Treasury, should be a lot more proactive in, in working with infrastructure and giving them the support and not leaving it all to infrastructure to do. There's no communication, absolutely none. I only realised that the road closure was coming in when they put the bollards out along the street. And I thought to myself, what's going on? And then next thing, all the put the, the fencing up, and there's literally about 24 hours notice I had. There's no communication with anybody. Nobody's come to see me. I didn't realize this was happening so soon, especially like in July, when July and August, when you've got tourists coming to the island, kids are off school, town's busy as it is, and parking in town normally is a nightmare, but now it's, it's even worse. But there's no, there seems to be no, there's such a long stretch of road and, and there's no, the crossing points are so, far apart they're just you know at the end of the day it's it's footfall and it's people passing your business and you know it's just the whole there's not doesn't seem to be this doesn't seem to be a policy in place from the department of enterprise and the treasury just like mr bagley said there needs to be something because businesses are suffering and to start to start a project like that on lock promenade especially in july and august when historically June, July, August is my biggest VAT return yeah. due in, in October. It's going to be significantly low. And I don't understand why they decide to start a project like that and continue the project over a time when it's busy for most businesses during July and August. I mean, I, I, just, I just, I can't understand this. I've actually had, just, I had a, an after wedding party due in on Sunday, this coming Sunday and the ladies had to cancel because of access, because my disabled access for the restaurants in the, is, that, is in the back laneway. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of her actually parking 
and getting her husband across in a wheelchair because they, they come quite a lot and she wanted to have because her son's getting married on Saturday and she wanted to have all their relatives she's actually cancelled and I don't want to really bother her and ask, ask her for a statement because I knew the reason why but she knew I was going to be here today and she said she'd write a statement or a letter basically saying why there doesn't seem to be any provisions for disabled access to my property I mean the whole thing is just People just seem to be scratching their heads and there needs to be something in place because businesses are suffering. They really are suffering. People don't realise, but they are suffering. I mean, I'm, I'm only two weeks into it. I'm already down like about 15, 15 20%. So if this continues, I am seriously, as a business owner, going to have to think about redundancies. I have to, to keep the business going forward. I employ 18 people. 18, one, eight. 18. 18. So I'm going to have to seriously reduce my overheads and my costs. So that's why the Department of Enterprise have been no help. As Tim Bagley said here, Tim Castle, when I was on the phone to him, came up with an idea of 20% rebate. And then I get another letter or email off the government saying, no, there's a discussion, ongoing discussion between Douglas Corporation and Alabang um, government. And nothing's been sorted out yet. So there just doesn't seem to be any help. There's no help. It's a case of like, no, we're doing this, Sodja. That's how I feel as a business owner. Um, yeah, kind of three points really, and I, I can probably call them because uh, I have to deal with a lot of PR spin when I do try and get communication from the MyProm team. Communication, compensation, and consultation. Communication, um, poor. There are contacts that are out there, um, the MyProm team. But for example now, you go onto the MyProm website, uh, click on phasing, click on phase four, which is obviously the impact that we're taking now outside the palace. Um, and it will tell you 24th of April, it'll be finished, 24th of May. Even now, when you go on, the, it's not updated, giving us information. We're now into middle July, and, and I can tell you now it's not complete because you can stand outside the palace and you can look at the Harris fencing and there seems to be no significant work happening outside that area. It was deeply frustrating. I'm not going to be critical of the panel that came here before us, but I'm glad they did turn up. But they didn't know the 400 metres. They didn't know the 400 metres of the biggest impact on the promenade to all our businesses. That should have been in their heads, that 400 metres, because it's the most important 400 metres on the promenade that we're dealing with. It's impacting 33% of the hotel stock, if you take that section and they should know that that's an area of concern. Um, we look and we ask for requests such as trying to get right turns out of the palace. If you take into consideration the palace, you, you people know that building. On a Saturday evening we have bingo, we have the cursor, we have functions, we have the cinema. There's about 250 car parking spaces. Every hotel here has the opportunity to use our car park because it's a pay and display car park. The amount of people that are trying to turn left coming out of that car park on a Saturday night is horrendous. They can't turn right. We asked for a right turn request in February. <laughs> it took um, about three months to get a response for the right turn request, which was actually declined. Um, but we were told it'd be fine because it won't impact ET. We still had no right turn because the Harris fencing is still there. Um, even now, I don't know when our section is going to be complete. Um, so there's a lack of communication, websites need updating, um, 
even I've just listened there about who we're supposed to be dealing with. As far as I'm concerned, we only deal with the MyProm team. That's who we go to. Um, we gave them the solutions for car parking for coaches. We suggested that they allow car coaches to park outside the palace. That's not for my hotel, that's for the benefit of other hotels, because actually our coaches can get into the palace. Uh, some can get into the palace, I will say. If they're wide coaches, they can't actually get into the palace car park because the Harris fencing is too close and it's too narrow for them to turn. So we, we suggested that um, coaches could park outside the palace for other hoteliers. We suggested that the MyProm team maybe approach the Casamona to see if they could get them to allocate car parking spaces. All these things were suggested and have taken so much time, as Tim, uh, as Tim pointed out earlier on. Everything seems to take so much time to happen. Um, so there's a lack of communication. Uh, compensation, yeah, that's a big, big point. Um, I don't know if there's going to be enough teeth with the people that are involved with dealing with this at the moment. I think, as Tim pointed out, I think all departments need to take this seriously and all departments need to be consulting with each other to look at how you can make a compensation package suitable. We did it at the time when we had the foot and mouth on the island, so there is a precedent set there. Somebody must know uh, how to do this. Um, just talking about token gestures of 20% rate rebates, uh, it, it's not enough. Um, I will speak on behalf of lots of the restaurateurs that are sat in here today. Um, the business, they're, they're losing 40-50% of their business because people can't park, people are reluctant to come down to the restaurants. There's also an issue about um, not just compensation in terms of the hoteliers. Well, our bingo business suffers, our slot machine business suffers, our cinema suffers. Um, there's a lack of, just pointing on the first point about communication, there's lack of areas about uh, pedestrians. Everyone thinks about vehicles and minimising disruption to vehicles. But what about pedestrians? We had examples of bingo customers that to cross over the road from the um, palace but to get the bus back they have to walk all the way past the Empress Apartments some two, three hundred yards to try and get to their bus stops so they don't come disabled parking is an issue um, as I said pedestrian struggle parking struggles so we need to look at compensation that needs to be looked at with somebody that can have teeth it can't just be given to a small department or the rates people somebody has to have teeth to look at, look at that and then we talked about consultation our fear really is We've had a massive impact this year. It's impacted all the areas of our business. We can't take back TripAdvisor and Booking.com reviews. They're going to be there. What happens next year? Will people come back next year? Are they going to come? We don't even know if it's going to be completed by this time next year. You know, Are we going to lose business in the summer of next year? Um, so really we need to get further consultation when we talk about the curbside work. And, and it was touched on. I'm just curious to see who these people are. They're going to come and stand at my business and talk to me about how I get people in the bingo door, how I get people in the promenade door, how I get people into the car park. Are they going to be there standing with me before they make a decision about what work they're going to do? Are they going to ask us what's required? They're talking about taking curbside work now. I think in certainly in places um, like Curry's and Steaks Restaurant and further along, uh, it could be Christmas when that's going to happen. They've just had to suffer TT in summer, and now the potential they're going to have curbside work happening at Christmas outside of a restaurant. That's going to be horrendous for some of these guys. So, yeah, compensation, communication, consultation. Just talk to us and, and engage with us. That was the opening gambits of five business representatives talking about the impact Douglas Prom refurbishment works have had on them. I hand back now to Clark of Tinwald Roger Phillips with a question for them. 
Well, you will have heard the uh, previous panel of witnesses mention a project board which was designed to be the interface between the political and the official side. Did any of you know the project board existed? No. no. So what, what's the system that was put in place by the department to allow you to communicate with the, de the sponsoring department, the DOI? What, what, what's the system? As I was probably one of the first people to be... Uh, Affected. The first, the first communication was with my prom, with Mary Doyle. Mm. Obviously, we then realised that I'm not being disrespectful to Mary, but this is something far bigger than one person can deal with. So we then went directly to the department, to Keith Podmore, um, and liaise with him. And then, obviously, as it grew, we realised that we needed more help, so we went to our political member, Mr Chris Robertshaw, and latterly, Mr Rob Collister. Mm. Yes. As to a board, I never knew one existed. Yeah, mm. same for us really, my direct contacts, Keith Podmore, Mary Doyle, and no disrespect against the MyProm, but it's all about uh, sympathy, empathy and PR spin, but no solutions. When you do get solutions, they take time. And again, do they have the teeth to make decisions to get things moved on? It's quickly. a bit like a cappuccino. There's a lot of froth. Yeah. We need a bit of substance. <laughs> I would just confirm that I've had no contact. Nobody came to me. And Mary Doyle uh, apologised at the first meeting that uh, was called in paparazzi that I hadn't been uh, communicated with at all. So um, it's news to me that... Um, there's this board. I, I was at the previous uh, <coughs> meetings when the promenade was being discussed and uh, businesses were invited to come to the four or five meetings. And I put my some of my views forward then. Um, but after that, I heard no more. Mm. Obviously, we understand the promenade was going to go ahead, but just the complete lack of information is... is on, on scale and degree of impact, um, Ms. Rocker, you, you, you mentioned that, that uh, and we'll all recall this, the government's approach to the industry's difficulties drawing foot and mouth. Um, here, of course, we're dealing with a specific number of, a limited number of specific businesses on the promenade rather than the entire industry. Can so I say that between the palace and corrosion stakes is 20% of the island's bedstock. Yeah. And can I just say that probably from the... I don't know the... I know that as an actual documented figure, but the figure from the Admiral House down towards the Chester House, I would suspect, is verging on possibly another 20 to 30%. Yeah, yeah I think not, it's pretty close. So we're not 100%, but we're a lot. And that isn't including restaurateurs, dry-cleaning businesses. Got you. Now, my question was, um, would you like to talk, explain to us the, 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 the comparative impact between how foot and mouth hit the businesses and, and how this is hitting businesses now? Could you do a comparison in real terms? Well, I remember foot and mouth. Yeah, so do some I. People, some people did when you were running the system. Yeah. Some people did come out of the yard man for just the festival. Mm. We had a lot of empty bed nights. But we were compensated for that. There was a proactive approach. Mm. And I think possibly, I don't want to generalise and waffle on because of no time, but the industry is not. Unfortunately, that very much affected the farming industry. And the farming industry at the time had a very strong minister and is obviously a lot of people with extensive land are very wealthy. I know historically a lot of farmers were members of this honourable house. 
they were taken seriously. It doesn't seem as if a hotel and catering and restaurateurs are being treated in the same way, I'm afraid to say. And foot and mouth only, as I recall, that process lasted for a number of months. But what we're talking about here is an indeterminate period of time and, and stress and pressure on businesses, which we not yet clear as to how long that'll be or when. Now, one piece of business, it was quite easy to quantify what the losses would be. Yeah. You, were, you were compensated for the, uh, the number of bed nights that you lost. And obviously people came around and actually checked that you hadn't put people in those rooms. It was quite, I think that was a lot easier to compensate. This is difficult because obviously they've asked for VAT returns and things, but that VAT returns don't answer everything because some businesses have had to, to maintain turnover, have had to um, discount. It's a, a yeah, very big thing, that. which I'm sure you'll remember, Chris, because you're still in business. Profit and turnover. Mm. Profit is sanity, turnover is vanity. Mr. Bagley, just expanding on that question, businesses, restaurants, etc., they are being impacted today. We can see that by the footfall. Do you think hoteliers will not actually fully understand the effect of the promenade until next year because of the, the, the way bookings are taken? So as a, as a hotelier, you may not actually know the full extent of people not booking until six months, a year down the line? We don't know the full extent. The corporate business is difficult because people obviously new hotels are open they might go and try them while they think well we'll go back to the Regency when it's over they might not come back I don't really do coaches I do maybe I think we do two this year so I can't really say but coaches bought many years in advance maybe this <coughs> they might their loading if they get getting back, back their loadings might go down and if a coach's coach loading goes down because obviously to bring a coach to the other man you've got to have so many people to make it worthwhile the driver the coach I can't really answer that I think you'll find that coaches will be thinking about um, whether they put 2020 <coughs> whether they do as many tours whether they you know it will take a few years to really see exactly what the damage is I was just going to expand to say that the, my from the feedback that I've had certainly that's the, that's the case because the impact in year one is a very different impact I think the people are coming because they'd already booked um, yeah. but you're getting the poor reviews the issues then what you'll see then in year two year three is the lack of those people returning and that impacts all the different businesses that I've spoken to but it's also recognising return, return to the promenade yeah, they might yeah. return to the Premier Inn, they might return to the Mount Murray. Yeah, but you'll lose that business along the prom, absolutely, because people recognise that's that problem. Um, and there's also the difference between the domestic business and the tourist business, because I think it's important that any scheme recognises the difference between those um, and the solutions. They're very different, um, and depending what business you're in depends on the percentage impact those have. So as you say, I think it's such a complex issue, and that's why it really does need that cross-departmental focus, which I think we saw hasn't been as, as good as it needs to be if i may say it's not a case of when the prom is finished as business owners when the prom is finished great prom is finished but it'll take businesses at least another year to two years to play catch up of what all the revenue they've lost while this has been going on it'll take them a minimum between one and two years to play catch up and anybody in government expects local businesses in douglas play catch up uh, gravely mistaken it won't happen some businesses won't happen it just won't happen so you have to kind of you have to kind of implement a plan now for for our businesses individually we have to implement a plan now to cut overheads cut costs to survive because we've got a winter coming up as well and normally july and august is a 
good time of revenue for a lot of businesses in Douglas. So now we have to get through winter. So the only way we're going to actually get through winter, most businesses are, is to cut overheads and make redundancies. Redundancies have to be made, and that's the way it has to be done. I think the other thing, if I can just put on record, we were due to have someone here from the dry cleaning business. We'd publicised that. And I think there's also an, an additional element, um, if I could just make the point around um, people changing habits. So when they start going elsewhere, they might not come back when work's finished. And we've certainly seen that. And I wonder if any of you have got comment um, around anecdotal evidence, because certainly that's something I think that's been seen in other schemes on the Isle of Man. Yeah, I think trying to judge what's going to happen now and what's going to happen next year is going to be challenging. Coaches is a big issue. Um, Palace can cope with coaches because they can park currently in the car park, as I said, and some can park out. But other hotels that are further along the prom, they are they are going to be impacted by this. Because if you have to... This is what's kind of frustrating when we talk about ministers and politicians. Stand outside, stand on the promenade, just stand there for a few hours and watch a coach pull up. Mm. 52 people get off majority elderly and watch them wheel their suitcases from the palace mm. down to the regency it's it's embarrassing it's so frustrating are they going to book next year no they're not going to book next year because we can't tell them what the situation is going to be like next year and if we did they, they're going to take alternative opportunities so the coach business will struggle so this is going to be a long-term impact it's going to go into certainly into next year it may go on for two years so it's it's going to be a challenge I think this is the point I made earlier, or tried to make earlier, why the tourist board was not involved in this. It seems to me that, you know, we are talking about tourists here, and, well, well, the great majority of it is tourists, and we should be treating them as that. These are valued customers that they have to be encouraged to travel here in the first place. If we could have a you know, a, a dedicated website or a presentation or something that as hoteliers we can, once their grievances come to the reception, we can give them a piece of paper and say, look, you know, have a look at this presentation. We are working together. We understand it's, it's a mess at the moment. It's going to be better. But if you come back, see the new promenade, and we'll also be able to show you, you know, give you tickets around the island. It can't, surely it can't cost the government to give them entry to what they already own. Um, it just... To me, we have to look after them. We have to give them something. I was taken earlier on by the comment that these sort of tickets uh, should be made available, but certainly government should be supplying a display in each of the particular accommodation providers and restaurants in directly involved to at least try and capture empathy, if you like, from the customer's perspective so that future public reports on their experience will be to, to some degree at least mitigated because of, uh, you've all said haven't you that the long term impact on these reports, it's up there on the internet forever and ever, it can't be taken down um, clearly to deal with the, 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 the comments already made would you agree that the engagement has got to be A at a much higher level um, not only with the Department of Infrastructure but but cross-departmentally it's a combing issue it's that serious it's a council of ministers issue that it's got to go up to the council of ministers as a whole i would think and your engagement has got to be at the very highest level the degree of communication has got to be escalated many hundreds of percent um, across government we, 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 we as a Sefton group managed to get some teeth behind our operation really because of my ceo brett martin yeah. brett martin put his chambers hat on to try and get some leverage and to speak to different departments. He called a meeting on the 24th of May 
and there was 42 representatives of the local businesses that attended that meeting and various um, DOI teams. It was on the 24th of May. Um, sadly, it took till the 15th of July to actually receive the minutes of the meeting, which Brett had requested on three different occasions. And even though I know now that those haven't been circulated, um, it's quite an in-depth meeting um, and it explains a lot of the frustrations. I probably request that this could be given to the panel. Yes, please. Yeah, um, but obviously it needs to be circulated to all those attendees as well. Um, but again, that took Brett really in his frustration to try and pull people together. Yeah. Um, why is it down to, to uh, you know the CEO? I know he, he could put his chambers hat on to do that, but surely somebody else should be calling people together. The problem you're having is not just the big boys; it's the small boys, it's the chip shop, it's the yeah. carnation, uh, the the cleaners on um, Casamona, the, the chip shop. It's the small restaurants, it's the pizza takeaway guys, it's all the little guys that that count the spa store and and there and when you when you know when you walk past they come to us adrian can you help can you talk to somebody can you arrange car parking can you help our businesses out you know all we can do we, we've got the advantage of a big car park and it's massively getting utilized i mean if our car park wasn't there or, or god forbid when they actually decide they're gonna have to tarmac over the front of that car park these businesses are going to suffer really going to suffer and it's the small businesses that are trying to cry out for a voice you know we'll when you eventually got um the the minutes of that meeting that took was it eight nine weeks to get through yes 15th of july they arrived did, does it does it accurately for our help for our to assist us does that do, do those minutes when we receive them uh is it a true and fair record of that meeting as you uh, recall there's two comments that i know uh, on behalf of brett martin that he's gone back to the the, the, the person that dictated these or wrote these minutes and has asked for some corrections but it's a fairly accurate record of what was said at the meeting. In that case would you be kind enough to ask Brett whether he could also communicate those amendments that he wanted to those minutes and send them to us please yeah, because yeah, we, can, we'd I need to know that. I, I would applaud what Adrian said. Brett, I obviously know Brett quite well and obviously I gave him a lot of my frustrations yeah. and uh, he called this meeting on the 24th. It was a very good meeting, um, it was well attended. One of the points that isn't in the minutes, I've only actually seen the minutes uh, this morning when I was sat over there, um, was that- This morning you saw them? I saw them when I sat just out over there. They've I not been circulated. They've not been circulated. We only had them two days ago. I, did, I didn't receive them. Um, one point <laughs> that was mentioned at the meeting, I don't know who brought it up, but it was brought it up, brought it up from the top table. And I have no problem with bonuses or anything, but the bonus of a million pounds was mentioned. Now, I personally think to release that kind of information to a room full of 30 to 40 upset restauranters, hoteliers, some of those restauranters had not paid themselves for two or three months. I personally think that that was out of order. And that is the kind of information that should have been released at 5.25 on a Friday before a bank holiday weekend. Can I possibly just expand on the communication theme? Because I think all of you in your briefing, um, your brief summaries, actually said the communication was, was incredibly difficult. Can I ask you as, as businesses, what sort of communication you'd like to see going forward if we could start afresh? Well, I don't think none of us is expecting somebody to come in every day to tell us what's actually going to happen. But um, my problem um, and its idea is, is actually great. The only problem was it's not being utilised as it's supposed to be, as 
you know, Adrian has mentioned already, and I, I'm pretty sure everybody else that has checked my problem, which we do regularly do, they are just outdated. And, you know, every time we try to see or, or work it out ourselves um, to look at all of the uh, pictures and information um, anyway, still has not been updated anyway. So if is at all possible and uh, we would really strongly suggest at the very least I think my prom should be updated regularly and urgently and for us to you know at our time can go on to it at any time that it will you know that we need it and circulate it to anybody that needs to know within our business also so we can plan ahead advise our guests etc etc at the very minimum, I think my problem should be updated very regularly. Chris Robertshaw, MHK, asked the business representatives about a new facility at the north end of the prom and whether that was helping. People are using it, not all the time. But what is being used is the, uh, the walkway car park because that is the nearest to us. And rest people that dining and experience, they use it, our guests use it. Um, the Summerland one possibly isn't getting a huge amount of use, but it's something I can advertise. You see, as you know, being an ex-hotelier, you've got to be. If you're going to say to someone that there's a refurbishment program going on, yeah. we've got no, no, nothing for you, which is what it was like six months ago. Mm. At least I can say now that there is Summerland car park coming. That's fine. Well, you're offering them something. Mm. You have to be able to offer people something, and I think that was very important to achieve that. It took a while to get it, but I'm very glad that we've got it. But unfortunately, when the uh, the weather gets a little bit more inclement in September, October, we won't be able to use the walkway because the cars will get probably get washed away. So someone will become more important to us. Mm. In in our may I ask you this in our questions of the uh, previous attendees, was there any questions that you thought we should have asked and didn't? Here's your chance to. Put us in our place, please. No, I think it was more of a frustration. I said I'll go back to my comment about not knowing where this 400-metre stretch was because it's, yeah. come on, you know, listen to the people. It's such an impact to that area. And I think we talked on hotel bedstock. I think it's about 33% of the hotel bedstock that's impacted by the section on the north end of the promenade. You've got so many hotels there, and it's not just the palace, it's behind the palace, it's the um, the Empress, and it's behind the Empress. You know, yeah. the, the, there's, there's a lot of hotels that are Don't in Don't forget also, it's also a residential area. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Millennium Court, Spectrum, Dean Wood actually attended that meeting that we had, because obviously they're very concerned that their residents have got to get access. They, Dean Wood have the run the management companies for a lot of those properties. Right. Well, I mean, we're finding your evidence this afternoon. We're coming towards the end, aren't we? We're finding your evidence very powerful this afternoon. Is, is there anything else that you would want to leave with us um, that, that you, you know, you haven't thus said so far that comes to mind? Find out where the 400 metres is and what area that is, where it runs from, from, from to where, and whoever area that falls on, then they need to be involved in high-level discussions as to how it's going to be um, how the works are going to be carried out to the minimum <coughs> disruption mm -hmm. and if there's anything that after that you know it's always the case when you leave a meeting I wish I'd said so and so if if you any of you find that you've you've arrived at that particular conclusion if you could just uh, send notification of your comments to our Clark Francisca 
that we'd be grateful as we um, examine all the evidence that we've heard today and arrive at uh, um, our, our position on all of this as a committee. Just, um, I wonder if I could do a sort of a, a run through with the project uh, impact assessment I mentioned earlier to the, the DOI representatives um, and the items that were listed specifically related to the impact on businesses and the mitigation measures and just to find out by each of you with each one whether you feel that has been achieved to any uh, extent. So if I could start with the signage to advertise that the businesses are open as usual and any media coverage of your businesses. So I don't know if you can do it in turn. If you've had it, if they've done it. It's just general signage. And as I said, I've had no communication to see if anything's been offered to particular businesses, for instance, you know, Nexus Bar open as usual. So there's been no signage for your business? There's no personal, it's just general. All businesses are open as usual, which, you know, okay. nothing general. Yeah. Uh, personal. Yes, it was uh, really very general. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we had to make our own signage made. Yep. Uh, for this particular stretch. Okay. Well, the assessment wasn't done, as far as I know, prior to the project. The meetings that were talked about um, by the Minister, I'm not sure who, Mr Black, whatever, that were had, were generally discussing the different um, um, plans of how the promenade was going to happen. There were three of those meetings in the Regency, but there were no which stakeholders were invited to. But there was no impact assessment done, as far as I know. I can never return that, because you're asking me something I wasn't aware of. The consultation was involved in the scheme of the promenade, not, in, not, on the, not impact the impact. Assessment. Okay. Um, and then it talked about early communication to agree mitigation plans. Have, has anyone here agreed mitigation plans with anyone via communication with the department? Been offered. I mean, Nothing. mitigation have been offering car parking, yeah. But, it, but that's been through you proactively seeking it rather than anyone coming directly to you? Well, there's nothing proactive from the other side. It's always us chasing. That's, okay. that's the way it works. And then um, I asked in the previous session about the rate rebates and where the, I was advised that every business had been directly advised of that or is that something you've had to... Something on the rate rebate. You can only claim for a rate... The rate re, you can only put a claim in. This was uh, confirmed to me by Brian Johnson from Treasury. You can only put a, a rate to rebate claim in. It will only come from the minute that you put the claim in. Now, mm -hmm. I was onto this early, so mine went in in December. Right. It now seems that we won't get anything from uh, corporation, possibility, maybe <coughs> from treasury. But nobody actually, I, I um, found out about the rent, uh, I think it's called a business, a business disruption scheme. I found out about that. Um, because I was talking to one of the directors of Heron and Brearley, who obviously are experts in this because they're always doing, um, they've all got pubs and things all over the island. I was advised as how to do it. And I've told as many people on the promenade as possible, this is what you should do. But you will only get it, as far as I know, and this has been confirmed by Brian Johnson, maybe he's wrong, that you'll only get it from the moment you put the claim in. Okay, but, but you're the one who's now contacting businesses rather than that coming well, I'm from just a sociable person. government. No, no, I realise. <laughs> but I'm saying that should have been fulfilled to my yeah. thought. Everyone should have been directly contacted before the works started. It would have been a great time for that to have started. It was news to me that I heard it from this uh, committee prior to right. that, that that was happening because, as I said, I've had no communication. 
Okay. So, I mean, I, the other one is around loading bays where possible, which I know that has been a, a long-standing issue. Um, and there have been some put in retrospectively, some have been put in advance. Um, but has there been any discussion with each of your businesses, specifically from the MyProm team or anyone else, to ask about how that could be best facilitated or how you'll manage no, because like everyone else here before, we've had to go and find out, A, who the communications person is from my prom, and get them to sit down and ask them the question rather than them come and telling us and informing us <coughs> where loading bays are and such like that. It's us chasing everybody else. Mm. I think I probably knew the answers before I started. I just think it's really important that we lay down that pretty much every one of these mitigation measures, aside from the longer working hours, which as I've heard directly previously and in evidence today, actually isn't always a positive thing depending on the days and times that it's happening. I, I, I have fairly long working hours, being in the nature of my business. I don't really see, I see people going mid-afternoon on Fridays and things. Yeah. We have some lovely, we've had some lovely evenings recently. You know, nobody's working till eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Okay. I think that... Uh, there was actually a camera put up on the Regency, a real-life oh. camera. I don't know who, I think that was organised by my prom to record um, the works. Oh, that would be good to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that going to be a time-lapse? <laughs> It was in <laughs> probably ran out of uh, ran out it of battery. It's been taken down now. Yeah, okay. we've got um, some nice. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, we've got some nice photographs of. Um, I think it was. A, I don't know what the date was. Yeah, the fourteenth of June. Fourteenth of June and the eleventh of July, and we've done a spot the difference quiz. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't found much. Again, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely not laughing at the frustration you guys feel because I really, really yeah, get wow. this. Wow. No, and I, I think, you know, certainly as a committee, that's why we felt this was so fundamentally important. Um, and, you know, I thank you for just running through those. And it really was just because I think it's really important to highlight that actually the mitigation measures that are in that project impact assessment just aren't, they just haven't even been started. So, thank you. I think another, just before you close, I think another good point was raised by Kay uh, with the actual starting times. Because when I, when I did meet with uh, Mary... Uh, eventually, uh, she she t told both Dennis and I there was no work to start before nine o'clock. Now she's saying one thing that's clearly not linked to the builders themselves or the contractors. I mean, they were starting quarter past seven, eight o'clock generally. You've got this huge impact hammer going, places shaking. It is shaking. They're all built on sand. Um, so one side saying one thing. Once uh, something else has happened on the other side. So, again, terrible communication. Just, just one other thing, actually. Um, so, I had raised a number of your concerns with um, the department recently, and I had a reply that stated that with the work, and this doesn't affect some of you, so just uh, my apologies, from Victoria Street to Granville Street was most re recently communicated to stakeholders on the 27th of June via mail shot information leaflet with additional correspondence on the 1st of July prior to the working area being extended. Um, can I just check who in that area received those two communications? Vic between Victoria Street and? Granville Street. All oh, right. No. no. So two Sorry. separate communications, it would have been um, with mail, mail shots. So I assume it was not no. addressed to you. It would have been a, just a drop through the door. 
but if it would be helpful to understand if anyone received that and if they didn't I think there's either the information yeah, I'm getting is wrong the one that I have um, mentioned yeah, earlier yeah. there's two pieces of paper that was dropped off in reception with no other on separate days so, separate days yeah. yes okay um, in any case it says, uh, I think I pointed out earlier as well, and I'm just going to touch on this with um, my prong too, because the, sorry, this was uh, dropped off uh, anyhow, and it, um, and it was passed on. Now, yes, it did. It does have this nice little picture, mm-hmm. but as a person um, was trying to uh, visualise, uh, you cannot visualise where where the gates are going or, or the screens yeah. are going to be, etc. So we can't again, as I keep um, mentioning over and over again, it feels as if we have to rely on looking outside mm-hmm. our door to you know wait with our signage to be ready to put it up for uh, our customers. Yes, we what well, the Claremont did um, receive this anyway yeah. was passed on to me. Could we take copies of that at the end of the session, please? Thank okay. you. Do you think there should be an automatic uh, mail merge with all businesses on the promenade? So when there is an update or if there is something to go out, do you think that should be something the DOI takes on as an, as, as an automatic going forward for the next 18 months? Absolutely, because uh, just given us an example here, this was dropped off to us on the 4th of June. However, the, the plan that was uh, it should be brought done to like us... Shopwatch. You know, just one at a time, sorry, Mr. No, no, uh, the dates on this was back in February, so it was dropped us to us yeah. in June. Same, um, same document. It will be the same exact <coughs> with that side. So this is what we're trying to say with they are just. It, it sounds it sounds like all of you are looking for information. If there is going to be a change outside your premises, then it, it, there should be. I mean, all of you have got email addresses. It wouldn't take too much for the for the DOI to actually to obtain that information and to mail merge every time there's an update. So you're actually fully up to up to date. Before we finish, can I ask each of you? Um, you know, a, a final question in respect of what help and support you think as businesses um, you'd like to see from the department, DOI, um, Douglas Corporation and central government um, itself over the next 18 months as the project um, continues along the promenade. So maybe we'll start with you, Mr Fogg, if possible, and work our way along the, the line. Uh, well, I think all the departments have got to get together and communicate. It's quite, it seems to me, quite clear that this hasn't been foreseen and they need to get together and, and work out as best as possible how they're going to t- tackle uh, compensation or, or uh, certainly the future of tourism. Well, same for us. I think having communication really will help us um, very much so with our operation uh, operation-wise for, for all of the hotels but um, also again I think everybody knows how long that the stretch is right now where the screens are. Pedestrians, again, it was pointed out earlier, yes, the, the, how the cars will go by, turn right and left. It was been thought of. However, the pedestrians, it's either you go there or you have to go all the way there to cross the other side. It's just those little bits and pieces. I appreciate that obviously there's a lot of planning con- uh, concerned with this such big project. However, being the business on the promenade where, where is this being affected, we really appreciate knowing where we stand so we can also plan 
I cannot reiterate that any any further than you know give us some information so we can go with we can actually operate ourselves as well as opposed to waiting on the day itself and having to struggle and plan everything on the day having customers coming in and not having any answers for them whatsoever so you can just realize how it feels like being you know being there stood in front of these customers and being so unhelpful when the fact is our livelihood is hospitality and we're, we're supposed to be here to help and we, we couldn't in the simple fact that we're not giving any enough information for the matter it needs to be dealt as a national project it's the gateway to the Isle of Man it's too big just for infrastructure it needs to be joint government looking to ways to make it happen and to okay what's happened has happened we can't go back but we need to go forward and obviously on a selfish uh, thing obviously it's obviously the 400 meters I'd like to know where that is communication needs to be better departments I mean there's no point in having two people two officers from, from my prom team speak to them you need to speak to the no respect to the big dogs they need to start getting involved now treasury needs to be involved Department of Infrastructure, they need to, everyone needs to work together, but they need to have some kind of financial benefit for businesses to go forward, because if this is going to go on for 18 months, I've already been two weeks into it and I've had sleepless nights already, I've got employees to think of, not necessarily my business, employees, livelihoods, families to think of, I've got that to look after, primarily, and my business, so going forward they need to come up with an idea of financial rewards or reimbursement some kind of policy has been put into place because I personally as a business owner I don't want to go down the road of making redundancies to have my business survive because that's not fair it's not fair on anybody so going forward they need to have some structure some kind of plan in place to help businesses out financially not sharing your business on Facebook or Instagram or whatever that's not good enough it's not good enough they need to pull their fingers out now and now they need to do it not in six months' time, now. I think this project's an unprecedented project on the Isle of Man. It's huge, and I don't think it should all sit on one minister's shoulders. I think it should be departmental, you know, split across departments. Because in fairness to Minister Harmer, it's, you know, the project is a fantastic project and it's going to give lots of benefits to the island. But I think all the other departments should be supporting him in that. And I'll go back to the, the words I used at the start, because I know people like PR words, and it's compensation, communication and consultation. That's what's needed because this project is not stopped when we leave. This is going to go on for 18 months, maybe two years yet. And we need people to be able to talk to and for them to talk to us. But they need to work together. And the department that takes the responsibility for compensation needs teeth. It can't be woolly. It needs teeth. The Nation Station, Radio. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Perspective programme on Manx Radio. So far, we've heard five business representatives from a Long Douglas promenade talking about the impact ongoing refurbishment works have had on their livelihoods. Before them, infrastructure bosses had given evidence to the committee. I caught up with Minister Ray Harmer, who'd stayed to listen to their accounts. First of all, were there any surprises in what he'd heard? I think uh, what really hit me is the um, communication um, aspect. Um, I think, you know, as a department, we've got to do a lot better in that, that regard. And, um, you know, I think it's also the cross-departmental working, you know, working, you know, it's a national and important 
national infrastructure. And whilst everybody understands that, you know, it will be great when it's finished, we've got to make sure that we really deal with sensitively all the areas. And I think there's some massive learning uh, issues of how we deal with these infrastructure projects and how we take this forward. Um, we heard from a few different business owners who gave some slightly different answers about communication. Um, Mr Fogg, for example, he said the communication with him ahead of the project had been pretty much zero. Some others said they had had more discussion with the department. Has there been a blanket approach to businesses along the promenade? I think that's one of the issues and, and compensation and, 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 and these are the, the cost of department working, those three areas. But certainly uh, on the communication, you can never over communicate. And, you know, it's a message that I think is really important and, and it's really important for government. You've got to communicate and you've got to communicate once, twice, three, seven times. And that's a really important lesson from this to really understand, but also to get that feedback. And even if you think you've receiving that feedback you need to you need to reevaluate i don't think you can take this um, seriously enough i think you know it is a serious issue of understanding businesses and where they're at of really taking on board um, the issues they're facing and 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 adapting and getting there early i just don't think you can over communicate because i think that's the problem you know, gaps will be found and issues found. So I think that's, as a department, we've got to take very seriously. So um, if you can't over-communicate, I suppose the business owners would say that the department's under-communicated. Has, has the project been rushed, perhaps, and, and steps missed? No, I think, I think the problem is that um, when you deal with things, in, if you like, in a particular way, or if you've done Strand Street and there's a particular approach that you've taken, perhaps... Um, you've taken that approach and although we stepped it up a bit well quite a lot you know with my prom i just think that hasn't been enough and um, i think we've got to really take steps now to to really have a gear change i think and that's that's really important and to to really sort of understand um, of, of of how we can really um, you know support the prom not just at the end but also while we're while we're doing the works and um, we'll move on to compensation we heard some anecdotal evidence given from business owners, um, and I think it can only really be quite anecdotal at this stage. But, for example, uh, Mr Staunton from, from Paparazzi referenced impacts on his business of maybe 15 or 20%. I mean, I, I'm not a businessman. I don't know much about profit margins, but that's, that's a serious chunk out of people's income, isn't it? It is, and I think uh, that's why we've had some preliminary discussions um, with, with other departments to see what we can do. I can't promise anything because I don't, and the department has no varies in this matter. It's, it's something that is across the department. But I am very aware personally that it is a situation that is, if you like, a, a, a national issue like foot and mouth or something where it is different. You know, it's not in the same in the same position. So, you know, that, that that's something I, I, I do hear that. Um, but And whilst I don't, or the department doesn't have the varies, um, that is something I will be talking and we've already sort of expressed uh, uh, talking with other with other departments about. Has too much responsibility been placed on infrastructure then and not enough on um, enterprise or on treasury, which are the two that were mentioned? I've always believed it is a team effort. And I, was, I do believe that, that whilst, you know, some areas are being covered off, you know, with utilities, I do think we can um, look to work more cross-departmental. So I, I, do, I do really I take that on board. That was Infrastructure Minister Ray Harmer there. 
I also caught up with the committee, Chris Robertshaw, Claire Betterson and its chair, Rob Callister. I'm glad that we've actually got to the stage where we could actually take some evidence both from the department and from local businesses. And I think it was very important that the Environment and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee actually engaged with that process in order to take that evidence today. The body language of representatives from infrastructure was quite interesting. Um, is there a concession that perhaps not enough has been done? I think that was very clear in the session, um, the evidence session get taken from um, DOI this morning. I felt that um, lessons have to be learned. I know that's a very cliche that's used all the time. But on this particular project, we've still got 18 months um, plus to go. I think we do have to reflect on, on the first six to eight um, months that's under, been undertaken so far and to make sure that the next 18 months or however long this project actually takes, that the, the department actually stops, it reflects, works across government with businesses in order to communicate what they're actually planning to do over that period of time. Um, Mr Robertshaw, if I can come to you, you're unusually well placed in this discussion given your, your background in business and um, I'm going to refer back to Mr Brockhouse's phrase about communication, consultation and compensation, mm -hmm. um, three issues at a, a range of levels for business owners along the promenade. Um, Mr. Fogg said communication with his hotel has been zero. That's, that's not really good enough, is it? Well, no, the, 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 the short answer, the quick answer to your question is that the current situation is totally and completely unsatisfactory. Uh, and I hope that today brings us all together to realize we've got to reset everything. The position of the committee at this stage, at this very early stage, having taken this very, very important evidence from it, I suppose using the phrase both sides is perhaps the wrong uh, phrase. But, but, but all interested parties. All interested parties. We, we've arrived at a position uh, at this stage that we've identified four key points. The first one is that it's not a road issue on the front. It is a big, major national project. And as such, uh, we need to recognize the fact that this needs cross-departmental engagement at the highest level. That's number one. Number two, it was very clear from the quite profound um, evidence we received today that communication is completely in the wrong country altogether and that that needs to be reviewed, not just with the, the residents, and the businesses, but also our visitors and how we get the message out to them in a very clear way to, to get as much buy-in as possible, as early as possible. And that's a big ticket issue in its own right. The third issue that the committee has identified is that there needs to be a re-examination um, of the project as it's rolling out with necessary, if necessary, resetting it to minimize the impact because the impact of the current uh, state of play is just unacceptable confusion uh, and quite awful. And the, and the final key point that we've uh, got to consider is, as we've heard from the businesses, the, the very, very, very significant impact on them in the, in businesses, not just now, but also ongoing as it rolls out over the months and year plus uh, ahead of us. And that's where we need to sit with regard to uh, compensation. We finally, and this is not a bullet point, but um, out of the murk of all of this has emerged this project board, which um, has seemed to have had a very, very low profile. That 
clearly needs to be reinvented and and identify our four, four, four bullet points. Um, I'm going to come back to several points that were mentioned in there, but one I want to stick with first of all. We heard quite anecdotal evidence from Mr. Staunton from Paparazzi that he's seen a 15 or 20 percent impact in his business thus far. Ultimately, to the people on the promenade, that's the bit that matters, isn't it? Is yeah, yes, it is. But it's also the the fact that we're, uh, as it were, early doors on the project, and the argument that they were putting through or to us was that actually there's a very significant possibility that unless we handle this with incredible care and proper promulgation of the issues and communication improves, the financial impact could be devastating. Because and, and, in, and in the long term as in, well. In the right? medium to long term, they said, if you recall, yeah. And so we, we need to grip this um, as, a, as a, a developing crisis and get it back, forgive the pun, but on track. Miss um, Betterson, um, the final part of the second evidence session, if you like, the panel were asked what changes they would like to see moving forwards. Can some of these effects be, be reversed or be mitigated? I think absolutely the key here is uh, that cross-departmental working, that engagement with the people who are directly affected, and we've seen that that just hasn't been happening thus far. Um, so I think that there's a number of very clear questions related to, for example, the 400-metre corridor. Where is that going to be? These are some very detailed facts that people need, and I think that absolutely can be resolved. I think the issue of compensation absolutely is a discussion that has been started however the absolute detail of that just hasn't been nailed down there seems to have been a lack of engagement with some people there's mixed messages and that's something that i think um, doi together with other departments need to go away and review again i think they need to look at it's not okay to just say we couldn't reach an agreement these are real businesses and real people on our island who are directly affected uh, and i think to expand on mr robertshaw's points this is you know certainly financially impacting them uh, now and potentially uh, in the future and we don't really have an end date because obviously as things get pushed back but equally there's a potential reputational impact that further contributes to that financial impact and that's as we heard around tripadvisor reviews booking.com reviews and these are very much businesses that rely on word of mouth. They rely on the uh, online reviews for uh, business further afield. And, 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 re and repeat business as well, you would have thought. Absolutely. And I think to have those things happening now, very, very damaging to businesses when they said they haven't even got something they can hand out to just say, this is what's happening, this is why it's happening, you know, and uh, this, this is what uh, the, the department has to say about it. And as they, they commented, that needs to be a something that's led, I think, through the uh, section of DFE that has responsibility for tourism. That's very key, and that's something I think we've certainly picked up on, and the businesses really want that opportunity to be able to give information, but they're in a void. No one's giving it to them, so how on earth could they pass it on? I think it's important to say as well that um, we're very, very aware that as a policy review committee, um, examining uh, a, a live significant national project that we've now got to work out how exactly we can continue to engage in this right through the summer into the autumn on reports, assessment of what's actually happened, how people are responding to what's being said. Uh, in other words, this isn't going to go away. This is real, live and immediate. And um, we heard comparisons uh, with the impact of foot and mouth disease on the Isle of Man as a uh, another case study, if you like, of impacts to some of local businesses. I think it was Mr. Bagley who was talking about 
those impacts being more quantifiable for businesses. This is going to be harder to do, isn't it, when it comes to compensation? Yes and no, in the sense that the foot and mouth was stretched right across the whole industry around the Isle of Man. This is limited to a given number of important businesses and smaller businesses on the promenade and therefore in, in many respects we can identify uh, the, the damage and need to respond to that. Um, I spoke to the Infrastructure Minister Ray Harmer after the sitting. I asked him if too much responsibility had been put on infrastructure um, as an isolated department. His answer was that he wanted more of a cross-governmental approach. Mr Callister, if I could, could come to you, what sort of role could the Department for Enterprise be assisting with moving forward? Yeah, I think Mr Harmer did outline that this has to be um, cross-government. I think that was also very clear in the evidence we've taken today. I think looking at the future, I, d I definitely agree that um, we have to listen to those businesses. I may personally be conflicted, you know, in, in go heading into the future, and I may be able to play a better role by actually stepping down from this committee and actually engaging with this process if it does go across government. I will need to, to feed the evidence that I um, received this morning um, through the, the visit agency, through the Department of Enterprise, which now appears to have a key role in this, and the tourism team in general, because as the evidence session clearly showed, there will have, it may have effect on future bookings. So that's something we may have to look at. The hoteliers on the problems are saying they need support from our tourism team. So I may have to reflect on my own current position as the political member with tourism. And if that is the case, then I, you know, I may have to step down as chairman. But I think where we were today, I mean, what's happened over the last eight months since September last year, I think the engagement on a political level has been extremely poor. And, I th and I'm really glad that the Minister, uh, Ray Harmer, has actually told the committee today that he is now going to take um, the political lead. And I think businesses needed to hear that. And Minister now will be held accountable for that. But what he has also said, and so has the same as the businesses, what they've actually said is they want this across government. They want Treasury involved. They want the Department of Enterprise involved. They want other government departments in there at an executive level and at a political level. So I'll have to look at my own position as the chairman of this committee in due course and feed that through to the minister and the department. Whether it's with or without you, Mr Callister, what steps does the committee take next? Well, that is up to the committee to, to take that direction. I think what we've done today is highlight um, a very, very clear um, problem with regard to the engagement with the communication and um, actually portraying the vision of this project to local businesses that are seriously affected, which is what my committee colleagues have said. And, and as I say, going forward, we've got to engage more with those businesses. Government has to do that as well. I mean, I think uh, just to start, I would say I'm really delighted that the Minister and Mr Robinson stayed for the evidence session from the businesses, and I think that gives a very clear message. I think from our perspective, there's a, there's a further period of evidence gathering. I think it was referred to other businesses. We have had communications from some, but I think we certainly will be seeking to get in, uh, evidence in from a number of businesses to look at the impact on their, their own uh, operations. I think it's important as a committee that we very much keep the pressure on the different departments in terms 
terms of uh, the project board, program board um, and also in terms of the actions that have been taken specifically to respond to those points that were raised today and those that come up in future evidence. And then I would envisage an opportunity for us to take further evidence um, either from the DOI or maybe more appropriately actually from the program board with those representatives across the departments to look at how we're making this work better. Um, and then I would uh, see probably a, an opportunity in the future for us to report and actually to look at all those different phases, the early challenges, how we've actually um, been able to address those and how, how successful the departments have been um, in doing that, um, and also the longer-term plan, because this is a, a program that lasts for a, you know two, three years um, more to go, and that's if things run on time. That uh, impact on those businesses really cannot be overstated. So from our perspective, you know, the job is absolutely not done. We've, we've identified concerns, and we will absolutely seek to make sure that the pressure is maintained to get the right outcome for the whole of the island and very, very specifically those people directly affected by these works. We heard something else from the, the hearing earlier. You heard from very much the larger businesses along the promenade and is there a pressure perhaps on the committee to hear from some of the smaller outlets? I think that's absolutely critical and one of the things that came out very clearly in evidence is that actually the larger businesses have actually got a bit of a route in in some cases related to their membership of chamber for example um, and they've been able to utilize that to get some leverage in terms of communication what's absolutely key is we need to be speaking to those smaller businesses um, we had intended to take evidence from one of them today unfortunately they weren't able to attend but we do have some submissions already and that's something I think we want to to really push to get more information from those small businesses on because there's different effects and I think I touched on that in what I said there's different effects as to whether your customers are domestic or tourists there's different effects as to whether you'll be affected more by reviews or direct finances whether your trades walk by or pre-booked those things all have an impact and that then also comes together with a key difference between whether you're a small business who can't use some of those opportunities through Chamber of Commerce for example or you're a big business who maybe does have some of those contacts available to you. So absolutely, we need to speak to all the businesses affected, regardless of what market they're in or what size they are. That was the Environment and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee there. Finally, we've heard lots this afternoon about an increased effort to make the Douglas Promenade Works a cross-departmental project. What sort of role could the Department for Enterprise play? Well, I asked Minister Lawrence Skelly. We were invited by the Department of Infrastructure to get involved and uh, clearly uh, we have some varies uh, to, to potentially help and uh, we're investigating those as we speak. We've had our, our team down talking to those businesses um, to understand what this actual impact is. Uh, so you, 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 and we're working very closely now with uh, DOI, uh, understand the logistics and the, the, the challenges that, the, that they have. Uh, our concern is, you know, how do we uh, keep these businesses viable? You know, we know there's been uh, uh, impact and quite severe impact on, on a number of those uh, industries, uh, uh, businesses down there. Um, so they are under extreme stress and uh, we, we want to find ways to support them uh, just as we would any business uh, really. Enterprise Minister Lawrence Skelly there. As I said at the top of the programme, a short way into the two-year project. Its expected progress is already around eight or ten weeks behind schedule. I should think there'll be plenty more discussion of the scheme before it's finished. Thanks for listening.